Sort of Ridiculous is sponsored in part by Drunken Cobra. Drunken Cobra is a diverse, inclusive neighborhood pub in East Tosa. It offers year-round weekly events like karaoke, music performances, and stand-up comedy. Drunken Cobra is located at 6818 West North Avenue. Drunken Cobra, obey the snake. I forgot my, uh, I forgot Wilson today. You know, <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> all right, all right, folks. Ready for another episode of Soda Ridiculous? Come, smash the button, smash the button, smash. Wait, two times now, y'all. Cha cha, real smooth. Do 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 Rest in peace. All right. So, <laughs> no, like every wedding, every wedding that I've gone to, that song has been played at various lengths. It's it's like towards like the bottom of the list now at at black weddings because there's so many more awesome and random ass line dances. All right. So, all right folks. So, uh, with me today, we have Jamie Jackson who's been on here. I think this is your third time now. Oh, yep. You were here for uh, jamming. And uh, with uh, Secondhand Souls, uh, jamming. <laughs> sort of ridiculous. What's up? Glad to oh, be in the building. On? Oh, yeah. And today, folks, we have a special guest. Really cool guest. Uh, he's looking around like <laughs> But yeah. Who is this no. guy? <laughs> so this guy is so clutch that... Uh, uh, so I hosted and produced my first comedy show this past weekend, which went very well. But the day before, my uh, headliner had to drop out because he had flu-like symptoms. That sounds yeah. like COVID to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah he said, exactly. Stay at home. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, we don't need Social that. Distance. No, definitely don't need that. But yeah, but this guy was able to come into clutch. We're like, yeah, yeah, all right, uh, available, let's do this. So... In the house with us tonight, we have the comedian D Rod. Hey, what's up, man? How y'all doing? What's up? What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. Oh, it is all good. Thanks for being available and uh, being a Steelers fan all day, every day. <laughs> the Steel day. Curtain is current. How about That's the Steelers, right. man? They're four and two. Dude, Dude, say it again, please. <laughs> yes. Four and Sam two. Four and two. I'm a Packers fan. I can't believe that. That's nuts. <sighs> Sorry for you right now. That's <laughs> uh, all good. And I have nothing against the Packers. Not even that Super Bowl. We doing our thing. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, you liking Kenny Pickett though? Listen, man, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah, right. He's doing what he's supposed to do. I'm, I'm, I'm just proud that 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 we're out here playing, man. Last year, I don't know if anybody knows. Last year, we was five and zero at this time. Mm. So a lot of people didn't know that. But I mean, it was the year before. I don't know. I skipped the year. I don't know. But I mean, we we got a pretty good team, man. I'm not saying we're going to the Super Bowl, but we are not. We're not 0-6, I tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, yeah, right. We're not being mauled. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Got a really good defense. So. Oh, sure. yeah. yeah. Known for defense. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like I said, it's still curtain. Yes. All right, folks. So, since <laughs> you were a new guest, D-Rock, yes. we have uh, three questions for you. Okay. So, answer these questions three. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> I was like, who said that? That was really good. <laughs> so, question one. Uh huh. What is something sort of ridiculous about you? Oh man, I am actually um, interesting to some and boring to others. How do you mean? When I'm on stage, I'm actually interesting. I guess. Oh, so when you're off stage, you just like I'm man. boring. 
Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm boring, dude. I am the most boringest guy. I I rather just sit at home and do nothing. I'm just that person. I I I really I'm really not that uh that exciting that people think you are when you're you know you you're a performer. Mm-hmm. I just come off stage and I I rather just chill. No. So yeah, I feel I feel you on that. Uh, how I describe it is being the epitome of look at me, don't look at me. Right. So on stage, there's all the energy. Right. But generally speaking, if I'm not doing a show, I'm at home, like playing video games or chilling. Because yep. there's, I don't feel like there's anything else out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Fortunately, my work life is also like uh, a nightlife in a sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah, very fortunate to not have to do anything else throughout yeah. the week. Yeah, it, I mean, it, it, it's it's crazy. You know, I lo- I love the I love performing. I love performing any and everywhere. Love performing. I I don't mind making a living doing what I do. That's comedy, um, but uh, I don't want the celebrity. I, I feel want celebrity. you. I I, I, feel I, I don't you. mind. You know, I, if I'm eating and somebody recognizes me, hey, how you doing? Uh, whatever. Let's take a picture. Blah blah blah. And I'm not I'm not standoffish or nothing like that. But I don't want the 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 um, Kevin Hart, or oh, no. you want to keep your Jamie Fox. Right? Yeah, I, I don't want people chasing me down the street and like, oh, there he is. Hey, calm down. It's okay. Right, you know, I'm, right. I'm going to work in the morning. So you feel like, very comfortable with where you're at. Oh yeah, you. for sure, for sure. I'm comfortable who I am and, and what I do. Um, you know, I don't, I don't like I said, I can do without the celebrity. Uh, I've se- I've seen celebrities take it to the head. I've seen fans take it to the head, mm. and it's and it's not it's really not all that. I, I feel that the f- most famous people that I dealt with was my teachers when we were in school. Yeah, you remember how you, your teacher you see your teacher somewhere else other than school? Yeah, like, what is she doing in the grocery store? Yeah, he's supposed to be in class right now. <laughs> it's like what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it wasn't. Can I take a picture with you? It was like, oh, don't don't talk to my mom or don't talk to my dad. Right. So that was the, like the most celebrity I, I've seen people <laughs> but but nowadays you see somebody that that you might have recognized on a public access show or you might have seen them on Tubi mm-hmm. hey. and Shameless and then they right and then they and then they actually just kind of kind of treat you different or special and I feel everybody's special in a, in a certain sense yeah you know depends on what you do you know and, and if you're doing it the right way so i can do it without the celebrity but i love being on stage love love performing man love it love it love it to the end of the day i die no, i feel you i feel mm. you on that yeah you said that teacher in the grocery store and i got ptsd <laughs> like, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah exactly dude like like it, it, i mean i mean but those were back in my day those were the celebrities you know especially like if you've seen a teacher you really like shout out to miss bridgman uh she was the most prettiest teacher i ever had miss bridgman her um her uh brother-in-law was junior bridgman who owned the wendy's and played for milwaukee bucks Mm -hmm. and they ended up coming to my middle school to honor us because we did something special back in the day or whatever and she asked them to come to our school and cindy moncrief walked in junior bridgman walked in randy brewer look i'm talking these old these old school people man no no yeah (laughs) so people that listen to this know they og exactly the ogs came in and super sid came in man and took a picture with me and i told him i worked in his car wash when 
when he was in Little Rock. And uh, not his car wash, his car lot washing cars yeah. uh, in Little Rock. And he act like he knew me. I mean, it was just those were the celebrities back in the day. And nowadays, anybody's a celebrity because, you know, you were, yo, you're on TikTok or you're on blah, blah, or you're on Tubi. Uh, uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, it, it gets to the point. It gets to the point where it's like, okay, everybody's celebrity. Yeah, right. You know, but you right. got to be special in order to really be a celebrity, quote unquote. Oh, for sure. Yep, that's really uh, refreshing too, because it kind of gets exhausting with the yeah. comedians. Yeah. Uh, you know, the comedians they'll get off stage and they're just on all yep. the time. Yeah, yep. you meet those and then you get some that you know are not. But anyway, right. absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, mm-hmm. question two. Question two. What is something sort of ridiculous to you? <sighs> <laughs> Prostitution. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. What is ridiculous to me? Um, racism. Yeah, racism. What? Made, what's? Uh, it, it's 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 very awkward for me um, to see people treated different because of the the pigmentation of their skin. Right. Uh, traveling the 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 world, you run into people and you think they are a certain culture, and then they speak and they're from England. Or, mm-hmm. or they're from London, or they're from, from, from uh, Africa. Yeah. And we treat people different simply because of their color of their skin. I think that's wrong. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of, what do you call it? It's, I don't want to say, re- what do you call it's it? It's sort of ridiculous. Sort of ridiculous. Yes, it is. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if everybody's, if everybody's uh, different, everybody. I don't care if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, Jamaican. China, I don't. I don't care what you are. Right. Everybody's different. So why do we pe- treat people different because of their color, of their skin? I know it's so trivial. It's right. so trivial. It, it, it's like it's, who? It's really mm. weird. It's really weird. And then uh, you you get people and they'll say, "Oh, you you talk white." What do you mean I talk white? Right. I, I get that I, I all the freaking that. time. I don't understand. <laughs> what what is talking that. white? Is talking white proper? Yeah. You know. And then some people tell tell the to, the, the Caucasian, "Oh, you're talking ghetto." What is ghetto and proper? Like what? What like to me? So that's ridiculous yeah. to me. No, I I, def- <laughs> I definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like? Oh, sorry. Okay. Is that like more of a, like an American thing, or like when you when you're out in these other countries, is that something that's like less and less? It is, and, but but um, and I don't want to say it's a Midwest thing. I love Milwaukee, man. <laughs> I love me thing. some Milwaukee, dude. <laughs> I love me some Milwaukee, but it's so segregated. It is so segregated, mm-hmm. and and it's sickening sometimes. Um, to see people, because I, like I say, when I'm on stage, I do a lot of talking, you know. But when I'm off stage, I try to listen, and that's a real hard thing to do. So when you're sitting there listening to people and you see how people treat each other, yeah. it's like you know what? I'd rather not be here right now, or I'd rather be somewhere else. But then you go somewhere else, and you're like, oh, it's not like this everywhere. It feels a little better that the world is not contaminated with uh, racism, and oh, I yeah. say contaminated because it is, you know. So. Yeah. Very ridiculous. It's definitely uh, refreshing to find like a, a a place with a nice vibe, and it's you know, the pigment of your skin. skin means like seriously, day. seriously. Yeah. I mean, I I went to Dave Chappelle last week Tuesday. Yeah, and, shout out to Dave. And there was no racism there. Yeah. I was at the Milwaukee Bucks uh, when they Bucks and Six. I was at the Bucks and Six. It was no racism there. Oh, I love that. You know, yeah. and yeah. so when 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 you when you get those moments, it's like I don't want to leave. Like seriously, when we won the championship, I have a picture of it. We won the championship. This Caucasian guy turns to me and he hugs me, and I'm looking like, 
wait a minute, where's my wallet? Like, I, like, I, like I really, I'm like, why did he hug me? You know what I'm saying? But I, but I realized that he hugged me because everybody felt the love that the Bucks brought us together at least one time for that amount of time, and that just feels good to me. Seriously, that that people can treat each other just good, just because you know, a smile goes a long way. You yeah. know, and a frown will stop you in your tracks, but. We'll talk about that another oh, yeah, time. Right, you know right, what I'm right, right. That's a whole other episode. Yep, yep. <laughs> right. Exactly, exactly. All right, yep. so question three. Question three. What is something sort of ridiculous that has happened to you? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known this was coming, right? Here we go. <laughs> oh, man, dude. You work at MPS, so. <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about that. I'm just going to keep it on, on the comedy set, man. Um, meeting, meeting people. And knowing you're funny and you don't get a call back because you're quote unquote too funny. What? Mm. Get out of here. Come on, dude. Happens all the time. Haters? What? Happens all the time. I don't even look at it like a hater. I don't I, I stop looking at it like a hater. Okay, a hater so is actually worse. So <sighs> let me give you a scenario. Please. So I was in Los Angeles, California. Friend of mine, I can mention his name because he's a great guy, D. Ray Davis. And D. Ray Davis asked me to go. Well, I asked D. Ray Davis, can I go up to do some comedy? Mm -hmm. And he was like, yep, got you. And you're scheduled to do five minutes. When you see that light in the back, come on, you stop talking. You know, you give your, I'm D-Rock from Tubi and out of there. You know, it's just, it's right away. So this was years and years ago, years and years ago. So I'm on stage doing a great job. People are laughing. And I say I'm doing a great job because when you're on stage doing comedy and people are laughing, guess what? You're doing, You're doing your job. Your job. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I'm not being cocky, but the right. people are laughing. They're yeah. having a good time. Everybody's having a good time. Everything's good. Um, didn't want to. I, I, I do not like competitions. I can't stand competitions. I was just mm -hmm. doing some time. And then I did my five minutes. I came down. And then a very popular comedian that I'd rather not say his name mm -hmm. came up and said, hey, man, um, good set, but why are, you, why are you up here at amateur night? What? Like you're you're not supposed to be here. Like you 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 took somebody time. I was like, I'm sorry, are you going up? And he was like, Yeah. I said, Oh, are you an amateur? <laughs> and he was like, Get on. No, 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 no. But it's my night. But but I'm I'm open. And I said, Dude, I said, save that for somebody that don't know better. Right. Right. I said, You can say anything about me you want to. If you heard those people laughing, I should get a call back. A hundred. And that comedian, sure. till this day, has tampered my career. What? Every time he sees me, that comedian, that's very, very popular. I'd rather not say his name because I don't want to give him the clout. No, we went until we're off the, <laughs> off the air. Yeah, I, I don't want to yeah, give him the clout. Yeah. <laughs> but that comedian definitely, uh, and he knows me personally. When he sees me, he, he gives me that, that look of... Mm. Mm, there he is again type of thing <laughs> and and i can't be avoided that's that's the other thing it's like when i get booked for shows i'm pretty sure he didn't see me on the on the 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 flyer or the or the um the rundown i'm pretty sure he didn't and it's, it's been amazing that every time i see him it's fake love that that Drake, Hollywood love. That yeah. Drake, he give you that fake love. He give you that fake love. Look at you like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you still funny. You still doing it. I'm like, yep. <laughs> and not because of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like if you would have put me on a show, I'd probably been doing you know bigger and better things. But I'm doing what what was destined for me, and I don't look backwards. I look forward. I put on the blinders, and I I do what I need to do. Period. That's what's up. Big show, little show, whatever it is. And you do that by. Uh, 
keeping a smile on your keeping face. Keeping a smile on my right, face, so, man. So, so uh, tell us a bit uh, about that. Tell us about so that. So Keep a Smile on Your Face came from actually uh, my dad. My dad, uh, may he rest in peace, may he continue to rest in peace, um, used to give us spankings. We used to get whoopings. Okay. And after we get a whooping, my dad said, stand there and smile. And that was the most silliest, craziest thing I ever heard in my life. This is a true story. You can ask all my siblings. Wait, after or during? After. Okay. After. <laughs> yeah. During, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> he beat that donkey. Can I say donk? Can I say? Yeah, you can okay. say ass. He beat that ass. And then after he beat that ass, he's like, now stand there and smile. We're like, Ooh. the most dumbest look on our face. So <laughs> so when I became so when I became grown, um he he uh, he started asking me, you know, different questions about, you know, seeing if seeing if I kind of took in some of the things that he was saying because you never know until you ask your child or later on in life, did you know why I did that? Did you know why I did that? And I did. I was like, why did you do that? He was like cuz you can always smile. If you can always smile, you'll never know what people never know what you're thinking. And you keep that to yourself. Word. So that's something that that I just start saying is like, dude, you got to keep a smile on your face. You got to keep a smile on your face. I don't care what it is. You know, you can just got fired from your job, and you just standing there smiling. <laughs> Nowadays, yeah. they'll be like, uh, security, come get him, because <laughs> right. he's still smiling, and I just fired him from his job. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But if you keep a smile on your face, people never know what you're thinking. People never know what you're going through. And again, who cares? Nobody right. really, really cares nope. on how you feel. So don't show them how you feel. Just keep a smile on your face. I dig that. I <laughs> very much so. And it, yep. it makes a cool uh, acronym as well. Oh, what's of course. A lot of, you know a lot of people ask me, hey, how do you pronounce your last name? I'm like, what are you talking about? I thought about? it was your first name. <laughs> yeah, like, what are you talking about? I'm like, first of all, my name is not D-Rock. My mom didn't name me that. Uh, uh, and and, and it, it comes from my middle name. And you got to go to my website if you want to find that out. Anyway, um, my mom... My middle name, I took that out, and then I, that's the the first initial, which is Deshaun. I tell you that part. Mm -hmm. And then I took Little Rock from where I'm from. I dropped a little because ain't nothing little about me, right? Hey. So I took D Rock, and that's how I represent where I'm from in my middle name. That's what's K A S O Y F is keep a smile on your face mm -hmm. dot com. Um, that that's where that comes from. So when people book me, my LLC is under D Rock K A S O Y F. So people call and say, "Yes, can I speak to D Rock Kassoff?" <laughs> like, well, it's not Kassoff; it's an acronym of Keep a Smile on Your Face. But go ahead, sir. You know, and some people think I'm, you know, Arabian. You know, yeah, they call me Kassoff. Yeah. Like, yes, buddy. <laughs> How can I help you, buddy? You know. So uh, yeah, but that's what it is. It's Keep a Smile on Your Face, that's, and, it, and it is a cool acronym. A lot of people use it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I, I like that. I, was, I yes, really sir. thought that was your first. <laughs> a lot of people call me that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. how long have you been doing comedy? Not long enough, man. Yeah, not long enough. <laughs> Too long. So th th this is my this is my little insight on on doing comedy. I can't tell you a date. The reason why is because I feel like I've been doing it my whole life, mm -hmm. right? But if I do tell you a date and I say that I say twenty years, it looks like I'm a failure. Okay, so I don't say that. The reason why is because if you do one show a year. For five years. Mm -hmm. Dude, that makes you a, a comic for five years. Like, you play the bass, right? right? Yeah. What if you play the bass one time <laughs> in a year? Have you been playing the bass oh, for no. three years? <laughs> See what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So I never say I've been doing comedy for this amount of years. Okay. I'm over a 1,000 shows. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, but that's not a lot. It isn't? No. <laughs> I haven't even made it to like a quarter of that. A 1,000 like shows is not a lot. If you do 10 shows a month. 
Oh yeah. See? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, <when you laughs> which which sense now. Which you really can't do ten shows a month because it's only four weekends. Well, people do like they do the improv Thursday. and they'll do Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but they'll count each show. So mm. it's two shows. Oh. You got two shows Friday, two shows. So okay. that's why I say I'm over a thousand shows. Gotcha. So okay. yeah. So so doing comedy long enough, but a lot long enough that everybody don't know me yet. Uh, so I'm you know I'm seasoned. I'm doing what I'm doing. All I'm right. loving it too. Yeah. Uh, where would you say it was like your favorite place to perform at? Man, don't do that. <laughs> so <laughs> top three hey, places. Hey, man. <laughs> oh my goodness. So the f- so the most favorite time that I had was on the Riverside Theater stage. Nice. Um, I opened up for. Um, what was the guy? The Isley Brothers. Mm. Yeah, I opened up for the Isley Brothers, and it was for the sick George uh, Wallace. Oh, George Wallace was sick. Oh, yeah, they they he called into the radio station, and he did the interview, and and he you know he's still living. He he's doing his thing, mm-hmm. and um, he was sick. And I got a call from the radio station. A friend of mine called that worked at the radio station. Shouts out to the one and only Debo from 1290. He was at 1290, I think, at the time. And uh, he called me. He said, D-Rock, you ready, man? I said, what? He said, I got something at the Riverside for you. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. And I go down, and I'm doing my time on stage. And they was was wrapping me up. But they was was doing this. And doing this means, to me, it means keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Next thing I do, I see a light. No, no, but I had a good time. And they were like, where's George Wallace? I said, George Wallace who? And everybody (laughs) fell out laughing. (laughs) And that was one of of my favorite times on stage. Um, You said, give you three. The second time, Mm -hmm. I actually got called for, I I had just went through a house fire. I was going through a divorce, going through a house, just went through a house fire. Got a call two weeks later from a friend of mine and asked me that I want to go on a cruise to do comedy. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I'm going. I'm there. How do I get there? Uh, let me back up. He called and he asked me and I was like, yeah, right. Click. And I hung up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I had just went through a house fire. Yeah. So I knew somebody was actually pranking. I thought somebody was pranking. Yeah. Oh, man. So he called back. He was like, dude, this is Damon. I was like, I know. What's up, Damon? How you doing? Who was the start of my career? Damon Williams. If okay. y'all haven't seen him, very funny guy. Uh, Damon Williams from Chicago, Illinois. He is one of the uh, co-owners of Riddles. Make sure you get out to Chicago and check him out. Damon Williams. That's my brother. Um, he called me and he called me back. He said, man, why you hang up on dude? I was like, hang up on dude. What are you, he talking about a cruise? Come on, man. Ain't, ain't nobody going to pick me from no cruise. He's like, no, he's trying to book you for the cruise. Oh. I was like, okay, tell him to call back. I'm sorry. <laughs> so he calls back. I go on this cruise. I had the most wonderful time on this cruise. Yeah. Found out it was a competition. What? It was a competition. Now, I didn't curse the entire show because mm-hmm. you weren't supposed to. The guy that won cursed. Oh. So I felt I was cheated. But. I was on a four-day cruise, and I had the most greatest time ever, and then met one of the people that put me on stage the first time, and that was Cedric the Entertainer. Oh. Walked backstage, Cedric said, D-Rock, what you doing here? I said, man, I'm on a competition cruise. <laughs> he said, what? I said, yeah, the only thing different between me and you, they paying you, but they, they, get, they let me ride for free. And he started laughing. We took a couple pictures and then went about my business. So, oh, yep, so that awesome. was it. And then being on, being on tour with Cedric and some of the other cats, uh, Cedric and, and Ricky Smiley and, you know, all those shows were really great. I bet. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't even put – I'll put all of those in, in Category 3. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that always, always a good time being on stage with those guys. Oh, yep. that's a- wow.
Yeah, that's yes, what's sir. up. Yes, sir. Man. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But then yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, okay. Whenever yeah. I think Cedric the Entertainer, I think about I think about the part of the set in um uh, Kings of Comedy when he does the does the Matrix thing. Oh yeah, man. And, and I was like, yeah, wait, yeah, yeah. how'd they make that happen live? And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> it wasn't live. Yeah, right. right, visual <laughs> fact, yeah. Spike Lee made it happen. Spike Lee made it happen, man. I love that. I love that. Okay, yeah, so love that. who inspired you? to start no what made you start doing comedy so uh damon williams he was on stage at a, at a spot down on the east side it was called saturdays i think it was called saturdays uh owned by eric folks who's still a business owner doing his thing shouts out to uh churches coaches coaches oh my goodness he's gonna coaches. kill me uh <laughs> coaches soul food restaurant downtown so he was doing a comedy excuse me he was doing a comedy night and i went and I'm watching Damon on stage, and I'm like, ha ha, you look like George Jefferson. <laughs> and he's like, all right, man, cool. You know, and then he, he goes, there's another, another joke. And I was like, ha ha, I'm funnier than you. I'm just yelling out stuff. Oh, Not man. knowing I'm heckling. Now I know it as heckling. Yeah. I didn't know then. So after Damon gets off stage, he could have came up to me and been like, dude, that was rude, blah, blah, blah. He didn't. He came up, he said, hey, man, uh, you want to get into comedy? And I was like, yeah. He was like, okay, don't do, don't ever do that again. He was mm -hmm. like, this is what you do. You get three to five minutes. I'll put you on stage. If you do good here, I'll take you to Chicago at a place called um, uh, Jokes. No, All Jokes Aside. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Down on Wabash, downtown Chicago. Um, went down. No, did did good here in Milwaukee. Went down to Chicago a couple weeks later. Drove down by myself. Get down on Wabash. I started seeing. Uh, Adele Givens. I start seeing all these famous comedians that I just seen on Def Jam because Def Jam was really popular. Right. I seeing all these comedians. I'm like, hey, that's such and such. Hey, that's Joe Torre. Hey, that's such and such. That's you know, I'm just putting yeah. all these names. Hey, that's that's Corey Holcomb. That's blah blah blah. I'm just putting all these names together because I know who these people are. Follow their careers back then before all before the internet. Gets on. I get on stage and I freeze. Oh no! I freeze up because this is Chicago audience. You got. 40 seconds. You got 40 seconds to, to hit or miss. What? And it was strike one, strike two, boom, get off stage. <laughs> Whoa. So it made me, that motivated me to come home and say, look, if I'm going to do this, I got to study. Yeah. So I start studying. I, I start studying the five top top comedians. I start studying comedians that curse, comedians that don't curse, comedians that take stage, comedian actors. I started doing my research and when I did my research, when I went back to Chicago, they was ready for me and I was ready for them. Great. So, yep, that was my inspiration. Damon Jeez. Williams in Chicago. Uh, again, it was all jokes aside. Yep, Donald all jokes Wabash. aside. Yep. Dang. Wow. Alright, so who are like your Top three favorite. Comedians. Man, I hate doing this. Or five? I don't de know. De de <laughs> dead or alive. Dead or alive. Uh, both. Both. Dead and alive. So uh, I have to give it up to Michael Collier. Okay. A lot of people don't know who that is. Like Michael Collier was a comedian that actually did his sets in um, California. And after he did his sets in California, uh, he won $10,000 on Star Search or something like that. Gave most of the money back to the homeless because he ended up being homeless. That's one of my uh, top 
five. I also have to give it up for the one and only Bernie Mac. Yes. Uh, Bernie Mac is one of the best comedians that I, I've ever seen on and off the stage. Because first of all, when he talks to you, he look you dead in your face when he talks to you. <laughs> he make you realize that you better be on your game. Don't be stepping back trying to do nothing stupid. I love me some Bernie Mac. Um, love me some... Um, uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx is one of the comedians that I always put above all of them because he's a triple threat every time. Mm. Singing, acting, and can make you laugh. Love me some Jamie Foxx. Um, ooh, I'm going to get in trouble. You said three. That was three. That was three. Um, love me some Eddie Murphy. Yeah. And I got to give a big shout out to my my little co-worker. I call him little co-worker because he's smaller than me. Kevin Hart, one of the hardest working men in the business. I call him a baby, though, because I'm taller than he is. So. <laughs> yeah. So dang. love me some Kevin Hart. Yep. And I can no, go on and on, too. Oh, no, but yeah, that was five are, there. No, that's yep. that's what's up. That's my people's. So uh, if you guys don't know, uh, D-Rock has a special on Tubi called Don't Ma- Don't Ban Me. Don't Ban Me. Go don't check it out. Me. Go look at it, man. Tell me if you like it. If you don't like it, watch it again. Make sure. And if you don't like it, just watch it one more time. Yeah, just one more time. And then if you do like it, watch it again. And then tell you what, when you get ready to go to work or you get ready to go to school and you don't want people to break in your house put me on turn it up people won't come in your house okay? so just <laughs> i need those views don't ban me on tubi all right so with that being said folks this has been another episode of sort of ridiculous thanks for having me man smash the button smash the button <laughs> two times now y'all all right i'm darren i'm jamie i'm d rock y'all check me out on tubi that's right thanks for coming bro great thanks for having me man anytime all right well, Thank we'll you. catch you guys next week peace Peace. Listening.